0: Welcome to the Agent Leader Podcast. My name is Brent Kelly, your host. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode. And today we're going to talk about, why did I do that? About avoiding commission breath, avoiding commission breath. And I'll talk more about that and why that matters. You may have heard that term before, maybe you haven't. But if you're an agency leader, you're a sales leader, a sales manager, you're a producer, you're anybody in the agency who's out to grow the agency by retaining and obtaining ideal clients, take a listen. This podcast is certainly for you. It's a big deal. And I want to make sure I address some of the key areas of how you can truly be a risk professional and avoid that stinky commission breath. As always, the Agent Leader Podcast, the purpose is to help you, the agency leader, gain clarity, build consistency, and make a commitment to become your best version possible. And our book, and movie, best version possible, and the experience of the best version possible is all available. The book, you go to sitkins.com slash BVP, sitkins.com slash BVP to get the book. We also have audio books. And the Kindle version is available, so you can check those out, as well as the movie, The BVP Experience. If you go to sitkins.com VIP, you can hear the whole story on our documentary of what we do, why we do it, and how we help agencies win out in the marketplace. So make sure you check those out. Uh, Want to get in, by the way, this is going to be a solo podcast. This is me sharing a conversation from my heart to you. I love to do these uh, once in a while. Uh, I may be doing more of them as I continue to um, get feedback uh, and during coaching calls. We just got done uh, running. Gosh, we're finishing up a few more, but we have run so many programs, which has been just it's exciting and it's, it's a great growth experience, certainly for those attending, but for us as coaches as well. Uh, with the roundtables and the feedback and the conversations, but we've been doing a number of camps. And in particular, the uh, one that's our probably the best known for is our producer fit program, our sales training camp that we run. And I uh, had some great conversations. And one of the topics that came out in an area of differentiation was this, and I, I mentioned to the group, I said, you know, if we're not careful, if you're not careful, your conversations can sound a bit like Commission breath. That's what the future ideal client or prospect, whatever term you use, um, is hearing. They don't hear someone who's truly asking the right questions and engaging them in different ways. They hear someone who's looking to make a sale, that commission breath. So you may have heard that term before. It's out there. I'm not the first one to use it, but I do want to talk today about what it means uh, to have commission breath, what it sounds like, and three areas that you as an agency, as a producer, can can work on uh, to develop to make sure that you truly are standing out and not having that commission breath that I mentioned. So again, get your mint ready. Every time that I'm going to be uh, giving you a, a, a reason, an idea, or something you could do to reduce or avoid commission breath, just pretend you're popping in a mint, right? And uh, you're, you're, you're learning to stay away from some of these terms and things that we talk about. Well, you know, I'm going to start off by a quote that I'm guessing that most of my listeners, maybe you, have heard before from the, the great Zig Ziglar, right? I mean, Zig Ziglar was like the, the guy out there years and years ago giving speeches and talks. And he has so many great sayings. And one of his most famous is this, and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but he says this, if you help enough people get what they want, you can have anything you want. Right. If you help enough people get what they want, you can have anything that you want. And so this really is the the premise of what I'm going to be talking about today is that, listen, what is our what is our mentality for what we do as professionals, certainly in the sales professional space? And, you know, unfortunately, sales gets a bad rap. Um, And part of it is because people do abuse sales or do sales, I believe, the wrong way. Sales is simply a transfer of an idea. Right? It's transferring an idea. Now, that idea could come through a product or service, but it's a transfer of an idea to somebody else. And when it's done, as it should be with the right intention, that we truly want to serve and help you, well, guess what? The more sales you make, the more you're helping other people or businesses in the marketplace. In fact, I read a book many years ago now, been around for a long time. It's called "Thou Shall Prosper. Thou Shall Prosper, it's a book written by Rabbi Daniel Lapin. And in this book, he's got different principles on money. It's a great, great read. Uh, But one of the things that really, that I remember uh, just off the top of my head from this day is that he talked about dollars, right? That when you earn money, what those really are, are certificates of appreciation, right? When you do the right thing for people and you make sales, you are getting the return, truly a certificate, money of appreciation. Thank you for doing that. So if we're doing this, and just to start this off, if we are approaching sales and conversations in that matter of not what can I get, but how can I give, right? And as Zig Ziglar said, if you just help enough people get what they want, you can have anything that you want. So let's just start off by, you know, just thinking of, of situations out there that I'm sure you've dealt with. I mean, because have you ever had a conversation with a salesperson or some type of interaction with a salesperson? And, and, they didn't verbally say that they needed commission or that's why they were having the conversation or they were supposed to say something. They may not have directly said that, but you could tell that they were in it for them or their company and not for you. Right. And and again, you can, you can feel it. There's a presence around it, the commission breath, you can smell it. And I'll tell you, it is also a common problem in the insurance agency world, right? With producers in particular, obviously, and, you know, some of the things that it may smell or sound like or feel like are things like when you hear things like, you know, we've got, we'll give you a really competitive quote, or we can get you a really good deal. Um, hey, we're a full service agency. We can help you with anything, right? So no matter who they are, what they want, we can help them, right? Oh, yeah, we got that, too. We got that. We got that. We got that. Um Oftentimes, commission breath can sound a little bit like, let me tell you all the tools and resources that we've ever used or we have potentially access to. Let me tell you about this this and this and this and this and this and this and why it's going to benefit you, even though I've never asked you a question, right? So there's kind of that list selling. And a big part of this, and I just mentioned this overall, it's that there's too much telling, right? Too much telling people what they should think or what you think they should think or how you think they should feel. Versus slowing down and asking questions with purpose. So, I want to go through three things to think about. Now, this is not the end all be all list, right? I know there's more than this, but there's three things that jump out to me in my experience. I spent 15 years as a producer in the marketplace. I spent several years after that working with agencies across the country, and now almost five years with Sitkins working with hundreds of agencies and hundreds and hundreds of insurance producers. And so now it's not just my experience, but what are the best doing? And, and what are people that are struggling? What are maybe they doing? So I want to put this all together for you to think about some things that really jump off the page to me. So have your pen and paper ready. Number one is this. This is the first thing I would say to avoid commission breath, is to truly know your value and own your model. So know your value and own your model. So I want to start with the know your value. And oftentimes you can hear this in talking to producers in particular, whatever title, maybe you give yourself the title, the advisor, um, but whatever it is, those are out there to, to grow and earn relationships and produce, right? But you'll hear things like, well, I'm, I'm just an agent. I'm just a producer. And right away, I can tell you, and typically these are newer, younger agents or producers or maybe newer in the game, is that they don't really know their value. And they position themselves immediately more as a commodity or they position themselves as just another person because, gosh, we know there's a lot of them and we know that insurance is kind of stinky, right? All those things, that's where they come across. And one of my favorite quotes that I heard years ago is this, that if you don't place a high value on yourself, rest assured the world will not raise the price. If you don't place a high value on yourself, rest assured the world will not raise the price. So, you know, one of the terms that we use and we see oftentimes in the insurance agency world is the term quoter and floater, right? There are a lot of agencies, a lot of producers that are truly quoters and floaters. And what do I mean by a quoter and floater? Well, exactly what it sounds like. They do a lot of quotes and they float, right? Quote and float, quote and float. And it's just how many, how many transactions, how many quotes can I get? Regardless of if it's a fit or do we have the tools and have I asked the questions? Hey, you got a pulse, you have maybe a checkbook, I'll get you a quote, right? Just give me a shot, I'll get you a quote. And so the question is, do you, are you a quoter in floater or do you truly, truly see yourself as a risk advisor that develops deep relationships? A risk advisor. In fact, one of my uh, favorite. Uh, this is so simple, but so powerful. In our sales mastery program that we run, one of the top producers there, and I, I may have mentioned him before. In fact, uh, he's been on the podcast. But his book of business was—it's been around four million, right? In revenue, not premium, right? Revenue. So doing some things the right way. One of the things that he said is, "Listen, my two things that jump out at me is number one is I've when I made the switch to start to truly win in the marketplace." I saw myself, felt myself, and acted like a business consultant. That's what I did. I'm here to consult with businesses to help them do what? To help them move their business forward. How can I help you move your business forward? Because that's my mindset. That's where it starts. Yes, there's going to be tools and resources and things and risk transfers and all that we have to get to. But at the heart of it, I'm a business consultant, and you could be a personal risk consultant, right? That is helping to move business or people forward in their business or lives. And a big part of this is you got to stop practice quoting. Now, this is one of the mantras that we have as Sitkins. In fact, we have posters that say no practice quoting, no practice quote. We don't need to practice quote. Now, if you started a month ago or whatever, and okay, fine. But outside of some of that, you don't need to practice quote. Are you truly qualifying these accounts? Because when you qualify and you're saying things like, I'm not sure if there's a fit. Well, guess what? You don't smell like commission breath because you're not just trying to get a sale. You are truly understanding if there is a fit. You know, my goal in this appointment is to better understand how you and your company manage risk. I'm going to share a little bit about our unique process. And at the end of this conversation, we can determine if there's a fit. We want to continue to move forward in these discussions. Does that sound fair enough, right? That is not a sales commission breath type of statement or question. It is truly trying to position yourself and understand how you are going to get, knowing your value and owning your model. And a part of owning your model is what are the rules you're gonna play by? Now you gotta set the rules. Um, Many of you know, if you listen to this podcast, I am a father of five kids. And I will tell you, in raising five kids, and now right now they're 18 to the age of four, but certainly the younger ones, but even the older ones to a degree, like when you're playing games with them, if you don't establish the rules of maybe a game they haven't played before or they're learning, like they will change the rules on you. Why? So they can win, right? Like, well, I don't like that rule, dad. No, Here's the way I play. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not the rule. That's not how we play. Well, that's how I play. So up front, the same way for you as an insurance producer, and again, for all the leaders listening to this, when you're working with your producers in particular, is are you establishing base rules of how you're going to play the game, right? Is there a specific process you're going to follow? Is there certain rules around decision-making? Is there certain rules around the timeline? Is there certain rules on how many competitors you're going to play against? Now, I can give some of my my thoughts on it. Now, again, there's such a variety in the different types of insurance and niches and all that, we get that. But the bottom line that I want to share is just know the rules you're going to play by and live by them. Because if you play by whatever rules and whatever you feel like that day or whatever the person you're talking to, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Plus, if you don't establish rules, if you don't have a process, if you don't have a way of doing things, you smell like commission breath. Because obviously, if you don't have a process, all you really want is just money. Right? You just want to get me a quote again, as I said earlier. So number one, the first thing on there, again, to recap, know your value and own your model. Right? What does that look like to you? But believe in what you do, stand for something. Right? That's foundational. The Agent Leader Podcast is brought to you by the fine folks of the Rough Notes Company. They are publishers of the insurance industry's leading magazine and technical insurance content. Rough Notes Magazine profiles successful agencies plus keen insights from respected experts on a host of must-know topics. Rough Notes Advantage Plus provides the tools to help your agency grow, providing authoritative information on complex coverage issues. Visit them and learn more at roughnotes.com. So let's get a little more tactical here. And this, again, this isn't going to be surprising, but just think about where you as a producer or your team is positioned. Number two is consistent pipeline development. Consistent. Consistent pipeline development. There's a reason why I paused there, right? Right. One of the things that we see and we teach this in our programs is that there are ups and downs in sales cycles as far as producers or the the results, I should say, right? That you have like a good quarter, bad quarter, good quarter, bad quarter. Could be a good month, bad month. Could be a good half year, bad half year. And the reason why is, well, depends on the sales cycle. But what happens is, as you build your pipeline, you begin to make some sales. Once you get some sales, one of the first things that we ease up on is what? Prospecting, pipeline development. We forget, we take it for granted, then we go, oh, crap, and then it's too late again. We've got to go back and go back again. So the question I would ask you and ask any producer and ask any agency is how important is a full pipeline to a producer's success? How important is a full pipeline to a producer's success? Well, the answer is very, right? On a scale from 1 to 10, I'm guessing you would answer right there, top close to 10. Right? But then the second question is, how do most producers truly invest in their pipeline development, in consistent pipeline development? Would it also be a 10? If it's a 10 in importance, should it not be a 10 in consistency? Every single week, what is my pipeline focus this week? Here's a shock for all of you. The best producers we work with make, pop, make pipeline development a mandatory action every week. It's not when it's convenient. It's not when I feel like it. Now, they may go about it in different ways as you've got larger books of business. Certainly, there's different things they can do. They can certainly lean on their clients and referrals and replication that we talk about all the time more often. But the point of it is they've got stuff scheduled of pipeline development, right? Now, the weeks that they're working, there's off weeks, there's vacations, there's holidays. We get that. But but when they're in the game, when they're in the game, one of the things they're going to be playing in that game is pipeline development. So what does a full pipeline mean? Seems like a pretty obvious question. Well, it means more opportunities than time, right? When you've got a full pipeline, you've got more opportunities coming your way than you have time, which is a pretty good place to be. It also means you get better results. This is shocking, right? Just shocking. When you're full pipeline, you have better results. Well, what does that really give you? When you've got more opportunities than time and you're getting great results because your pipeline's full, what does it really mean? It really means that you can do some of the things more confidently that I talked about in the first one which is to know your value and own your model. You can say no more often with more conviction and more clarity, right? You can be choosier. You can be more selective. Whatever term you want to use, you have, you have this, the power, right? The power and the confidence that comes with that power to say, you know what? I don't believe this is going to be a good fit. I, I, I don't play this way, right? It gives you that power. And, and just think about that. What does that give you? Well, it's back, I said it already, confidence, right? So if you could develop your pipeline, every week I'm going to give myself more chances, more at-bats with the right people I want, or again, when you're starting to figure this out, more opportunities in general, then I can begin to filter. And if you've ever told, and I'm sure many of you have that are listening, but if you've ever told a prospect, or as we'd say, a future ideal client, although those are less likely because we've identified people, but if you're talking to a prospect or future ideal client and all of a sudden you realize the way they want to play the game or the way they think about things or how their decision making is going to be, or it's just a risk that quite frankly is not a good risk, right? For you and the agency, right? To be able to just say, listen, I, I appreciate this conversation. I don't think you're going to qualify for our program right? or you don't qualify for a program, or I don't believe this is going to be a fit. Whatever term you use, there is substantial power. In fact, what typically happens, we ask producers, I mean, this happen to you. If you do qualify or dequalify a prospect and they don't fit, what typically happens is, well, wait a second. You mean you're not going to give me a quote? You're not going to work with me? No. No, it's not a good fit. It's not a good use of your time. We're very selective who we work with. want to make sure we value your time and our agency's time and resources. right? So consistent pipeline activity can based around future ideal clients. And number three, the last one I want to share with you on this solo podcast, and I've talked about this and with my guests in many of our shows, it's about relentless preparation and practice, right? If if you want to avoid commission breath, right? Sounding like every other salesperson or insurance producer, well, be relentlessly prepared. Do your homework. Do your work ahead of time. So often producers, they truly do. They, they come in and they wing it. Ah, I'm going to have a meeting with this person. I'm going to have a conversation here. And they, outside of maybe grabbing a piece of paper or a couple little little, you know, two minutes of looking through something, they don't do the prep work. They don't practice. And as we say at Sitkins all the time, your preparation and practice is your ultimate competitive advantage. Of all the advantages you have, this is your ultimate, to be truly prepared, and practice, and by the way, what's one of the top things to prep and practice on? Asking great questions. Asking great questions. In fact, maybe this should be number three. Ver- I mean, relentless prep and practice on what? Questions. Questions open new files, right? That we talk about the fact that it gets people to think different. Questions show that you care. I care enough to ask these questions. Questions show that you're prepared, at least the good questions. That you've done your homework, you, you understand them at a deeper level, their business. You're committed to getting to know them better, right? And even the word that I used last time, preparation and practice for you as an individual breeds confidence. But there's a theme here, right? Hopefully you're seeing that. When you know your value and you own your model, you get confidence, right? When you uh, have developed your pipeline, it gives you confidence. When you're prepared and practiced, gives you confidence. See, one of the things that I believe in is there's a lot of tactics and things around sales and conversations. But I think sometimes we forget the human nature, what's really going on in people's hearts and minds. It's a big part that I love to talk about in performance, right? It's about performance. It's about the result. It's not, well, here's this, this tool thing to do. Those are fine But why do some people do it and some people not? Why do some people succeed and some people not? And there's a variety of reasons there. But some of it, so much of this comes back to confidence. And when you prepare and you practice, it breeds confidence. And when you have confidence and you do your prep, it avoids that commission breath. This person, this individual, this agency truly cares and wants to better understand me and my needs not just make a sale, right? In fact, one of the things that we love to work with producers on and agencies on is if you ask enough and you're prepared enough, and we walk people through some roadmaps on this, but if you ask enough people the right questions, right, risk-based questions, and I'll talk about some of these, give you a few examples, and then I'll, I'll wrap this up. But when you ask enough of the right type of questions, what'll happen is the future ideal client will design their insurance or risk management program They will design the program that they buy from you. Now, listen to my words again. If you ask enough, you're prepared, and you've got a a roadmap, and you're rehearsing this. You ask enough of the right risk-based questions. The future ideal client will design their insurance program or risk management program that they will buy from you, right? So part of this is the preparation. Are we truly taking the underwriter's view? Right? What is the underwriter's view? Well, we have to go if, we're gonna, if we are going to go to market, we've got to make sure that we f- go through the underwriter. What is the underwriter's view? What are the questions they would be asking up front? What are they thinking? What do they want? What do they not want? And by the way, it's a great approach to take to your future ideal clients and say, listen, one of the things that we are very focused on is that we represent you to the marketplace, not the other way around. We represent you to the marketplace. And here's how we do it. And this is why I need to ask you some of these questions. Right now, again, you can have your own approach that I'm just going through some ideas on this, but you want to make sure that you understand and know their business as much as you know your own business. Now, think about that. People care that they expect, you to know, insurance, right? Anybody can take an insurance license and pass it and sell insurance. I hate to say maybe not everybody, but let's face it in most states they are not overly complicated right? But when you really understand the needs, the wants, the desires, the concerns, the profits, the clients, the employees of someone else's business or livelihood, well, that's when you avoid commission breath and that's when you get success. Also, part of this is ongoing skill development. I, 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 just, I, I'm a, I, I shouldn't be amazed and I'm very passionate if you can't tell. That's just amazing to me that the skill of communication, I mentioned questions, is so vital for insurance producers, insurance agencies success. The analogy is it's no different than, you know, if you're, if you, if you're a professional in basketball, you probably work on dribbling the ball and passing the ball and shooting the ball and some of the basic fundamentals on defense, right? Although you're going to advance, the basics must be there, right? You can't do certain crazy spin moves in basketball if you can't dribble it. And I'm amazed that insurance producers try to move their, their way up the food chain, so to speak, right? Work on larger accounts, better accounts as they should, but they don't develop and fine tune the skills of communication, the basic but must skills of communication. How do I become a better question asker? How do I develop skills of active listening? How do I begin to present with influence. How do I use my tone of voice? What does my physiology look like, right? Those are basic fundamentals of skill development. And just think about this with most producers. If I said, listen, share with me your 30 second commercial, or if I ask you what you do, or what it's all about, what would you tell me? And many of them would struggle, right? When you go into your first appointment, how do you set that up? What does it look like from the beginning? Well, uh, you know, I, I look at their stuff and then we copy it and then we go back and we get quotes and then we pray that we do a good job. Right. Listen, to avoid commission breath, you have to be relentlessly prepared, relentlessly prepared. So you want to avoid commission breath? I just gave you three things to consider. And by the way, those are simple, but they're not necessarily easy. Right. They take some work. So, again, as a recap, you want to avoid the stinky commission breath. You want to stand out. You want to become the point of comparison in your marketplace. Well, first of all, know your value. Understand that you do have great value in the marketplace. And part of that is owning your model. Like, who are you and what do you stand for? If you don't stand for something, well, why would anyone else think you stand for something? So, what is it that you own and that you, as far as your value? Number two is consistent, 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 consistent pipeline development. This should be part of your weekly plan. Where am I to develop my pipeline this week? So, I'm not playing catch up. And when you get that, guess what? You have the power of no. You have the power of confidence around that no. And number three is relentlessly prepare, right? What does that mean for you? How can you begin to, pre- and when I say relentless, start where you're at, but move up. How can I prepare better this week? What am I not preparing for? How do I prepare at a higher level? What skills do I need to develop? You do these things, you're going to reduce, if not avoid commission breath, and you're going to truly stand up in the marketplace and be positioned as an indispensable risk partner, which is a pretty darn cool place to be. So with that, hey, thank you for being a listener. We've got some exciting things upcoming in the podcast. I'll share more about that in the, in the near future, but appreciate that at this podcast or this one today or any of the ones that um, that we do on the Agent Leader Podcast add a value to you or your agency. Please subscribe. Also, we love a rating. We're trying to grow this podcast consistently um, as we move forward. And also, if you want to take a look at our book, and learn more about us at Sitkins, go visit our website. A lot of information and resources there. Go to sitkins.com. We want to help you and your agency become its best version possible. With that, I wish you all the best in your success. Thanks for listening.